Hello? Hello. Okay. Uh, okay. Back with a new season. Back with a new season. We loved having guests. Yeah. But we're going to go back to just you and I for a bit. Um, I think it's interesting that we can have some of the discussions on here that we enjoy having, you know, in the privacy of our home or during the day. Yeah. Because um, I think we have some really good chats and they're valuable and a lot of it's just for the people that are curious and want to yeah explore and dive into different topics and so we I think we do a good job of that so that's kind of our intention for this season yeah we thought maybe it could be a informal capturing what we're chatting about what's interesting what's challenging us what we're doing but all kind of housed under the fitness mental health curiosity yeah, being we students do. learning teaching just kind of yeah. the life experience thing yeah. um it is kind of funny how many conversations well funny is probably not the accurate word but mm-hmm. we talk a lot about what this we do. stuff and what we do and mm-hmm. how we're doing it and you know and and it is tough to articulate that or push that out without mm-hmm. a you know mega media department push or mm-hmm. through social media um we try to but we also try to in a manner that's not adding to the dysfunctional consumption of social media you know we gotta mm-hmm. get your attention we gotta you know yeah whatever social media stuff. is not a place for discussing things or to learn really it's uh and and so it's consumption. Yeah. You go on social media yeah. to consume. So we're here. So we just did the four by four by forty eight at our mm-hmm. place. That yeah. was really cool. You trained for that. You did the mm-hmm. Hinchot plan for that. How'd it go for you? Well, last year it's kind of cool because I have a comparison. You love comparison. I sure do. <laughs> um Last year, I did the 4 by 4 here, and I did not train. I mean, I'm I'm never that far away from running. It's not like I've really had many times in the last, call it five years, where I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't run at all. Has um, it been that long? Have you been pretty yeah, consistent? I thought yeah. maybe. I mean, I like to run, so it's like. I just didn't think you were, like, that consistent. But you'll go, like, months where you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't ran. I, I don't go that long. You know, I enjoy running. Yeah, yeah. So last year, I think I did it having run like maybe once a week, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was coming off of a full hiatus of running. Um, and then this year I did the, it was like about nine to 10 weeks of preparation. So two to three times a week. And you didn't miss a single session. I did miss a couple of track ones, but I didn't miss that hitting a run. So if I missed a speed session, there was a run. So I was like. So there was a speed session, a distance. It was basically two long and slow, yeah. not long and slow, but two, two steady pace days and one speed day. And the steady mm-hmm. pace days went in three week increments. So three <clears throat> weeks of single one session, and then it ramped up to two in a day. And then it ramped up to three in a day because we're training to run, you know, multiple times. So anyway, um, from a physical and pace and all of that, 
I definitely felt better this time. Yeah. Uh, last time I remember having a lot more like high ups and or low lows and not very many highs. Right. And this time there was really only maybe one kind of low and it was really more sleep. I think the sleep this time got me more. Meaning you didn't sleep much this yeah, time? Yeah, like I think because last time I was just kind of by myself and I would come home, lay on the couch. You know, I didn't have any other, I don't know. Um, the weather was better last time too. The weather was better. We had some weather stuff this time. So, But anyway, overall, just awesome experience. And I will say for me, uh, from a training, physical, fitness side, I was like really proud that Monday like felt good. Could run 48 miles. We finished Sunday afternoon. So I finished Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Completely functional. Made dinner. Like did all the things. Monday back to work. Mm-hmm. Felt good. Tuesday we did a workout, you know. And I think that's really like my, I was saying to you today, my shift from for a long time a lot was like aesthetics driven or um yeah, maybe not as wide in my capabilities. It wasn't as, and, and it's really cool that it's like, wow, I'm capable of that. It's interesting that you say aesthetic driven because you spent so much time in CrossFit where earlier on especially it was championed as mm-hmm. not anti-aesthetics, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the priority. And especially yeah. I, th- from, from my perspective, from a male's mm-hmm. perspective, it was very empowering. It was very yeah, female. Ability-based. <clears throat> yeah, empowering and ability-based and to the point where it's just like, holy shit, I hope one day, you know, I could be like one of mm-hmm. those girls. And you also say, you know, widen your abilities mm-hmm. and you look across it and you went from really not being an athlete, right? You weren't a traditional yeah. athlete to then doing muscle-ups and rope climbs mm-hmm. and Olympic lifts. And yet now in this position, in this point, having gotten, gotten away from all cross it all the time. Mm-hmm. It sounds what I'm hearing is you have improvements in de-emphasizing the aesthetic and embracing and experiencing a more expansive range right. of physical capability. Yeah, and I think I think that's um, I think those things are true about CrossFit. Um, I think some of it, you know, has to be said, that's my personal journey. Like yeah, before CrossFit, I, w- I struggled with body issues. So that was like kind of my, my journey. And yes, when I found CrossFit, it was nice that there was a less emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as um, that experience, I think as, as much as CrossFit can be those things, and like whatever we're calling it, pure CrossFit, sure. the original, unfortunately, like it gets away from them and it becomes this narrowing experience. So what's the narrowing experience well, in your opinion? As far as like, let's just take something more simple, like the um, range of ability, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah people would show up and run a 5k now they don't do that and i know we've said that multiple times on here but when you look at most gyms and this is kind of one of our things 
one, most gyms are doing 12 to 15 minute. They're, they're doing the same workout all the time with just a rotation of movements and it's always the same. So this notion that like, yes, games athletes have done a triathlon day one of the games and then proceeded on with all kinds of things for the rest of the time. So from a pure CrossFit, you know, perspective, like, yes, it should have a pretty broad spectrum. I don't think that's what's happening anymore. So people who are currently maybe doing pure CrossFit are not maybe getting that range. Like I, we did a workout today, you and I. What do you mean people that are doing pure CrossFit? People that are going to an affiliate. Okay, so pure has now changed. Right. I'm sorry. People who are going to an affiliate and doing what CrossFit is today, I don't think are getting the full range. Meaning pure CrossFit. Yeah, OG, meaning old original. school CrossFit, the way it was intended to be, the the ends of the spectrum. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you and I did a workout today and we actually did it at CrossFit during open gym. It was like over an hour and it was just bike run. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it during it, that it was like super valuable. It was a great workout for us to do today. Totally. Especially after getting my ass kicked yesterday. Uh, yes. Thank you. But that would never, that workout and the intention to not go crazy hard would never fly in a gym. And it kind of brings us to, and, and so then the aesthetic thing actually I think ties into that because it becomes like that intensity and that, I don't want to say scarcity, but there's this like intensity. um, I don't know. Like if you don't go hard, then this identity, it's, it's all this very, I don't even know what the right word is. Survival type mentality. I don't think that lends itself well for if you're doing that every day, the state of like, I know for me when I do, I'll speak for myself because I've had this even within the last couple of years when I kind of had a period where I got back to doing a lot more CrossFit type workouts, let's say more than two a week. Mm-hmm. I immediately felt worse about myself in terms of my body composition. Like my perception of myself was worse. I was more stressed out about how I looked. I felt stressed. And so it's not that crazy to think, Oh, you're doing super stressful workouts that are in this sort of like desperation. Oh my God, I got to survive this thing kind of feeling like that's stressful. It's creating this sort of, I'm not good enough feeling, which then maybe, you know, spills over into like how you perceive yourself. You know, I don't know, physiologically it's like elevating cortisol and you're getting bloated, but I felt that, lack of like a, a not a great sense of self when I did those workouts. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember vividly and bringing this up to you a few like mm-hmm. months ago. And yeah. And saying, I didn't want to hear it. Right. Of course. How many times would you say you, it just takes me a while to accept things. Yeah. What Go are on. we talking about? Like how many strikes is it? I don't know. I feel like you're the kind of person, cannibal, it's like strike one, strike two, strike three, and the umpire would be like, you're out. And she's like, no, I get eight strikes. I think it is, there's like a delay. 
It's just a delay. It's like you you say like the wave crashing on the beach, and then there's like the wave like makes its way up the beach. It mm-hmm. takes me a little bit, but, but at that any was rate, noticeable. There that was, was that, noticeable. That was noticeable. But again, though, I think what's very, what's fascinating about it, and where it's like, man, we learned so much, and we basically the most basically the more you learn. I asked my dad this because I, I remember hearing this story as a kid, uh, and you know we just saw him this weekend. I was like. Hey, Dad, tell me again, what did you write on your application to your PhD program? Mm-hmm. He's like, the thing, uh, he was like, yeah, I wrote that the only thing I learned in my undergraduate was that the more I learned, the less I actually know. And it was like, he's like, it was like one sentence. I'm like, damn, first of mm-hmm. all, that's kind of ballsy. Second of all, that's so true. And that's why I'm fascinated about learning too. And talk about ethos in a bit or whatever but like it's fascinating to me that the association i think was part of the issue maybe Mm -hmm. you were doing more crossfit workouts Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean you were doing harder workouts no it was the type of workout it was like a type of workout it was like an experience but that didn't mean it was Oh, you were doing level 10 intensity Mm because we have an engage workout, which is, I would say, like if we were to program engage workouts at an affiliate, people probably wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. That would probably be one of the lower attended days because it was like, it would be like, what do you mean? Yeah, only three rounds because it's meant to be like like a Fran situation. Yeah, it's like a Fran thing. And so, but you, so you're doing, you were still doing high intensity in Mm -hmm. some areas. But the style, the type, the experience, like that was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Even the movements, the rep schemes, it was like, hey, you yeah. know, it was that. Um, yeah. And that was that was then sort of like, and you're, you're, I noticed, you know, you're, you definitely struggled. Like you had a, mm-hmm. you had a. Yeah, there was an emotional. Um, were you still running? Were you still doing cardio? Where did that kind of fall off? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have to go back and look. I mean, obviously, we have years and years in our spreadsheets. But anyway, kind of the segue there, though, is I do think, well, we don't even just think, there is, an with every, with all movements, like there, there is a um, experience, there's a, it's not mm-hmm. just like how you moved the body and what intensity it was and you know, and that is kind of like what we're saying. And, you know, we have this ethos seminar. We've had multiple iterations of ethos. Yeah. And I think it's cool because we've sort of continued to evolve it. And like, what's the, what do people, what's the most helpful, approachable, practical way to come about, to go about this? And, um, you know, wanting to learn what people need as well getting feedback and seeing how it goes. Um, But the whole premise of that is understanding what we're talking about, that level of like the human and the system beyond simply it's a burpee, it's a chest press, it's a strength day, it's a long run. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of always surprising that like at this point in the industry, with as much of the fitness industry that's out there and all the coaching things and the experience like nobody's really talking about that now well i disagree Mm -hmm. only 
I, I agree. To, I agree, but disagree. I agree that people aren't talking about it. What's what I'm seeing is now it's going towards, it's the AI, it's data, it's the Whoop score, it's the Garmin, it's your sleep, mm-hmm. it's your Aura ring, it's the wearable technology, which is saying, hey. But the technology is not going to tell you, hey, I'm having a really hard time right now in my life. Like I'm struggling. I'm not, I'm not, I I think, you know, AI, it's kind of, I was working actually like this doodling about like AI, artificial intelligence, like, but what about like AI, like actual intelligence Mm -hmm. and the actual human intelligence, actualized intelligence? Yeah, there's no data for that, you know, and this is like, even in terms of people who, and this is slightly a little bit of a boomerang, but people who get some sort of medical thing. A medical thing? Medical information, data. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. hey, there's something in your blood, there's this, there's that. Tumor, cancer, et cetera. It's not so absolute what happens as a result of that, depending Mm -hmm. upon someone's experience with that, interpretation Mm -hmm. of it, what they think it means, how they engage... You know, and it's not to say like, oh, you can just, you know, walk on water and yeah. you know, manifest that everything's fine. Yeah, and just kind of bypass everything. But like, it's not so obvious. Yeah. To your point, in the fitness space or mostly in the CrossFit industry space, you know, you said we would, we did this workout today that likely would not fly at a traditional mm-hmm. affiliate. This isn't to beat up on affiliates because we were owners for one for a while. And it's like, hey, if people aren't going to come to this or if people are going to complain about this. Sure, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Like, got it. So you can beat the drum of, no, 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 but this, and people are like, I don't care. Give me my, yeah. give me my hit. But the intention was not to do the thing as fast as possible. In mm-hmm. fact, the intention was to finish it saying like you could do it again. We do that here between the ears. We've been doing that for a while. We tried to implement that at Morristown years ago. But there's still that resistance. Well, I think about today, we didn't even start a clock. If you didn't start a clock on a workout in most CrossFit gyms, that would be unacceptable. You know, I mean, even when we stopped taking people's scores at the end of the class, people lost their mind. And it's kind of like, what, what is that about? And I think that, that all it does is like ask a question. And I think we owe it to getting better to be curious. Like what, okay, what is that about? Like, and I was for a long time when I did stop kind of looking at the clock or using the clock, there was still this automatic thing to look for the clock. Or even today, I was like, I wonder how long that took. Like, so yeah. I'm not judging people for it. I'm just saying, like, isn't anybody curious about that? Like, are we not curious about what that's about? Um, but but to the human part, you know, we have people that we have um, a culture here and a size class. We have a coach here who coaches at both CrossFit and Between the Years. Mm-hmm. And in one of his recent AARs, um, you know, for, reports after the class he taught for us he was commenting that different people came in that day with different things going on in their life Mm -hmm. um 
And we had a discussion about it because the reality is the structure of maybe a CrossFit class or a class that's got 15 people in it or that culture, that wouldn't really work to kind of touch base with all those people on like what they have going or on in their life. do something about it. Right. And then adjust accordingly. Yeah. So we're clear on that. And I think, you know, we, you and I have said like, oh, if we were to have to take over a CrossFit gym now, like how would we force ourselves to like kind of implement some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think what it does come down to is we're not saying now, Hey, CrossFit gyms, change your model, have five person classes. No, and, no. but the, the, the bridge there is to teach people why that matters that Sally's yeah. coming in. Like, Hey, if you're coming in and your parent is in, a, you know, having a, is on their deathbed or is struggling and you're now taking care of them and there's emotional stuff and, that, yeah, like that's going to, that should inform maybe how you're showing up in the gym, what's appropriate so that you can like do life. Yeah. So really it's giving people as a coach, you're giving people that ability to like navigate what that means for their workout. Mm-hmm. No different than, as we've talked about, if you broke your foot, people have no problem coming in and being like, Hey, I broke my foot. What's that mean today for we're doing box jumps. I can't do a box jump. Cool. Then we're going to, and, and, and we've gotten very used to that. And that's like a no brainer. We're saying we're in a place where like mental health is like a thing and we all accept it, but I am not seeing that that's really been accepted or, you know, accounted for yet in fitness. Yeah. And I don't think, and, and we've had lots of conversations with people and it's like the question of scope always comes up. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it's like, we are not saying that this is therapy. We are not saying that this is going to be the cure all for mental health. Like a lot of people are Mm -hmm. like a lot of people, especially on social media. Sure. Let's say lifting weights is the best for anxiety. It's like, okay. By the way, buy my product. You know what I mean? Um, but we're also, that's no different than to, to use a very similar thing. Coaches have no problem maybe giving someone a stretch or saying, hey, why don't we work around this injury? That doesn't mean that they're PTs. Right. So right. no different than that. That you A PT is needed for certain things and you can work around an issue in the gym appropriately within your scope for other things. No different with mental health. A mental health professional is needed for certain things, but understanding maybe where you're at in that day with your life and your emotional state and your mental wellness, that's still appropriate for the scope of fitness because it does influence your physiology. Mm -hmm. So with that, Mm -hmm. we've shifted ethos to be one day instead of two. Yep. We dive into psychological tolerances, our model for training psychological tolerances, not to replicate what we do here because somebody could be like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy your equipment. I'm going to do what you guys yeah, do. We're not what teaching size, people you know? how to open no, a between the ears gym. Franchise, right. But teaching language so that you can speak mm-hmm. and communicate. With, with your people. Yeah. And we've said before that one of the things we do really well here is we coach humans, not body parts. 
And perhaps as a newer coach, it makes sense to where you coach body parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the knee, this is the hip, this is the elbow, this is the shoulder. Very, very rough, very crude, like just patterns and movement and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, no fault to anybody. You got to start somewhere. But at a certain point, the progression of, all right, you've told the person, move your body part this way, that mm-hmm. way, thousands of times. Right. Yeah. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't work. What would it be like if you didn't have to tell them that anymore? Well, I also think that even in itself, teaching people what that line is, because at a certain point, someone new coming in, like being told all the things they're doing wrong. I mean, we've talked about that. Like, is this for the person or is it for you as the coach? Mm -hmm. Because really great coaches can identify a lot of things that might be able to be better about how that person's moving. Yeah. Um, how many of them in this moment are necessary and which one am I going to pick and what's my rapport with the person so that they don't leave feeling like shit about themselves, you know? And that's, so I think this like constant emphasis on being great with your cues and, and kind of sexy with how you run the class. And like, I, I just, we've talked about this as well. I think that's more for the coach than the person. And I'm not saying it's not important to know how to, correctly help someone get into the right position so they don't hurt themselves. But there's also a whole other conversation which we don't have to get into, but like if the person's really not moving very well and they have some limitations, then there should be also like a question about what movements they're doing, how much loading they're doing. Like they shouldn't ever be in a position where they're actually going to hurt themselves. So that's a whole other thing. Well, and the psychological component of it, if we just can classify that as the story you tell yourself, the mindset, we don't like that one, mm-hmm. but like, okay, from a psychological perspective, the narrative, the story going on between your years, whatever, how is that talked about? What's done about it? And where is that coming from? Where is your, so you can understand maybe movement stuff. Right? You can understand, all right, some anatomy, maybe some West Side stuff, whatever. You pick a coach. Yeah, you learn strength from and it. conditioning. How about the psychological component? Right. What are your interventions? And when, by intervention meaning, when you say something to someone, that's an intervention. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, intervene from the psychological component where are you learning your intervention from mm-hmm. or is it like that post i put up a while back is it or is it just nike therapy of just fucking do it yeah and it's like okay right however no at a certain point which isn't that far away it's gonna be like yeah no thanks yeah yeah somebody being told they can't be how they're being today no, 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 you can do it, you know? Or on the other end, somebody who might want to go a little bit heavier and, you know, somebody who might want to use a heavier wall ball, like is a great example, where it's like, well, just go faster, just go unbroken. It's like, yeah, but wh- I, wh- what's the significance? Yeah. So anyway, 
that is not touched other than referring to it. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is say, okay, well, over the past year, a few, you know, after years of this, yeah, developing not a system to replicate, but um, language to learn, yeah, and, and implement and then share. And ultimately, if a coach does not want to be curious, if a coach does not want to be a student of their craft, then like, okay, right on, that's fine. Um, but it is, you know, yeah. it, it is kind of like. I guess it's just funny to me that people, and I think there's t- tons of value to sort of the specialty things. Like there's a gymnastics course and people can dig into that more. I, but a lot of those courses, let's say like, let's take Olympic lifting and gymnastics. They're very specific. And gymnastics does a great job of like breaking down certain things and okay, the Keeping pull up, the muscle up, things that people want to get better at, handstands, Olympic lifting, you know, but they're very specific. And when you apply that to like the masses, there's not, you know, out of the, you know, our gym, our affiliate, you know, how many people have a muscle up are going to have the ability safely to get a muscle up, who care about a muscle up. It's a pretty small percentage. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like Olympic lifting, like to, to really be good at Olympic lifting, like it's a lot of reps and boring. And like, I mean, most people don't really want to, nor do they need to do that. Mm-hmm. But people will go and uh, coaches will learn the stuff to like add to their repertoire to help people. But when you look at like people in their everyday lives, the challenges they face, the ups and downs of emotions, just like normal, like being a human. Mm -hmm. That's everybody. Mm -hmm. So it it is kind of boggling and and maybe it's part of this. And I don't know, continuing to try to share what we do is, is a challenge, but like this is something that can be applied to all humans who are coming in the gym because everybody has the experience of life. No one gets away with just, non-issues in their life. And so the so what of helping people with that is because yes, it, and, th- and this is something I think I've said many times to people in conversation. It's no question that you could be having, your whole life could be a mess and you could be really stressed out the 23 hours of your life that are outside the gym and it could be bad. And you can always go and like, rally for a hard workout. Like the body can, can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not like your body's going to stop you. Like, like if you had a well, broken it leg, but eventually well, eventually it will, it will but eventually like, it will. that's the, that's the thing. Sure. But for a long time, it's not like if you had a broken leg, like I could be like, come on, just, just do this squat. You're like, I can't, my leg is broken. Uh-huh. But from an emotional state, you can override a lot of that. Yeah. And people do. And maybe sometimes intentionally and sometimes they don't even know they're overriding it. Or they think they're doing themselves a favor by like getting it out. Like we've seen like, this is my therapy. Um, But teaching people, you know, not to say that doing a less crazy workout is going to help fix the things in their life. That's not what we're saying. But to just like not make it worse. But that is to some extent what I am saying. Mm -hmm. If you can't sit on a bike... And we, the bike is a great example because, okay, 
There's no traffic. Right. There's really no structural, mechanical, you know, running is... Yeah, it's simple. There's zero All it asks you to do is... Oh, yeah. Try. Right? Extend your leg. If you can't sit on a bike for, we'll say, 45 straight minutes where you don't look at the screen, you don't listen to a fucking podcast... Not even that. People can't do it even listening to a podcast, looking at the screen, right? Even if you give them everything in the world, listen to music, That's listen what I'm to saying. a podcast. Okay, fine. Make You're it insane. as great as you can. Either they way, can. If you, and, and, and it's not for, it's not a time trial. Mm-hmm. But so you're saying that if someone could do that, Let's stick to the, so obviously, yes, we're saying people can't because they want to be distracted. They can't sit with themselves that long. They can't yeah. be in that uncomfortable place. Okay. Now, if they could, let's say someone could do that two to three times a week. You're proposing that, yes, that could actually, it's not just about what they're not doing because they're doing that, which is maybe hurting them. But you're saying this could, by doing this, it's helping you. What? Be honest. Work on acceptance. Mm-hmm. Recognize the limits Be of present. Your control. Be present. Surrender. For sure. I mean, it is fascinating because we've been talking a lot about, you know, we, we have a cardio conditioning piece. We have cardio that we encourage people to do in our gym. And for ourselves, like the bike is funny because I, I do enjoy running. I don't enjoy the bike as much. Mm-hmm. And running has some elements, like if you're outside, there's like the nature, there's trees, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's like, that, that's a good thing. You're also moving. You're moving. You, you, like forward. Yes. Being on the whole. bike, when you do this experiment, and I think it's interesting for people listening, like, hey, if you want to do an experiment, go get on a bike. And just see, just observe, not from a place of judgment. But it is amazing how you can really feel because there's nothing else going on. When I at least get on a bike and go slow, mm-hmm. not crazy hard, not intervals, I feel that like escalation of anxiety. Yeah. And then it's like, what am I getting anxious? What am I, what is the problem here? And you have yeah. a chance to like feel it, look at it and be like, there's no problem. I'm just riding a bike. I have nowhere to be. I don't need to get off. I don't need, I can just right. slow down, yeah, accept this. it's not this. a physical thing. So it's amazing because it's this opportunity that most people don't have in their day-to-day life. Like, I mean, sure, maybe if you meditate, it's the same thing, but you're also not going to meditate for 90 minutes. So it's kind of, it is an interesting exercise. And so then you take the other end of that and just people needing to be in complete state of go, 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 like noise in your head, survive, sprint, you know. Yeah. And it's not, again, I, I don't think, I'm not going to sit here and say the bike will cure blah, blah, blah. No, mm-hmm. it, it, because it's not about the fucking bike. And that's what we say with our workouts. Our workouts are excuses to experience life authentically. And experiencing life authentically is one of the most empowering things you can do. And that might mean, fuck, this sucks today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. And yet you still came. What's that about? Now yeah. all of a sudden they're looking at themselves 
themselves, not the outside world, themselves, curiously, positively, from a strengths-based thing. Now, that can turn into, I just want to hurt myself. I just want to punish myself. I just want to, okay, well, and it's like, all right, well, you know. So there's that guidance piece. But, like, I think that with, in this case, organizing the uh, the process to be how we do it here, which is to raise awareness, set an intention, execute, and then reflect, mm-hmm. allows people to actually see themselves authentically, holy, you know, like W-H, holy, mm-hmm. and let go of some of the nonsense. And the nonsense is the stuff that threatens the dogma. But if I don't go hard, you know, then I'm a shitbag. And it's like, well, where did you learn that from? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you no kid thinks that. They f- they have fun. They're like, go hard, shitbag. What are you talking right, about? When they're I'm done, just, they're like, done. Let's like, yeah. yeah, of course we're going to go ride our bikes for 20 miles today mm-hmm. without, like, because it's fun. And the dogmatic identity, identity, identity creation that comes with this type of stuff yeah um you know is is yeah. that so like if it's like yeah well so what is it that the, the what is it that prevents you from being honest with yourself that today is just a 40 percent mm-hmm. day what are you concerned about and it's not to say do that in a judgmental way but like genuinely like what is the concern there yeah that's the workout yeah not yeah. Yeah. The honesty piece, I think that's the biggest practice, right? For life. And, you know, recently we were fortunate to go see the documentary Small Town Strong. And Dale King, who has a CrossFit in Ohio, has been doing a lot of work with that, mm-hmm. the recovery community. And, you know, and there's a lot with people who have come out of, you know, um, addiction and. Yeah. But like, man, I would, when we're going to their seminar, which is really cool, but I imagine that like, man, honesty has got to be a foundational piece to yeah. the workout for them, I think is for sure just an excuse to learn about yourself and in a non-threatening, non-risky way. Um, so, I mean, obviously there are people that are accepting that and, but uh, you know, I think people see that as like, oh, well, they're in a recovery. They're in like an extreme place. But this is for everyone. We can all benefit from this and learn, you know, and and then we've talked about like, when is it appropriate to maybe say, hey, I don't really feel like this, but today is kind of like, this is the day. And that goes into a different discussion, which is more about training. If you are in a short-term training which is where athletes are, real athletes are training for something and they yeah. don't have the luxury to say all the time, I don't really feel like this. I'm not in a great place in my personal life. I'm going to therefore adjust what I'm doing today, which is therefore why they've all high level athletes are coming out saying like, Hey, my mental health isn't really great. Like there's a, that all kind of goes into the same category. So emulating that seems silly to me for the recreational fitnesser who those aren't their goals. And, but like on a smaller scale, 
he can still make adjustments, but if you're training for something, typically it's a shorter term. There's a goal at the end. There's some sacrifice. You might have to readjust things in your life. But I don't agree that like the average person who goes to a CrossFit gym, they're not training no. as we've, they're doing fitness and therefore you have the ability to make those concessions and those adjustments. They're like, exercising. Right. They're exercising. And this is not, that's not a bad thing. More people need to exercise. Mm -hmm. Like, good God, more people need to exercise, you know? And with training, this is the thing that drives me nuts. It's that people say what they do. And it's like, no, no. First of all, training is not about what you do. It's more about what you're not doing. And ultimately, it's not about the what. It is a process. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a process. Training is a process. With that, there is an intention in the day and mm -hmm. in the purpose of the thing. There's a limit to the process also. The process completes itself. A process right. that does it's not, not complete itself. It's not a forever, never-ending. Yeah. So like... um. There's a there's there, there's a there's a point to it. Yeah. Now, yeah, you can stack training phases, which obviously you need to do. But what do you dress that off? Of? Mm -hmm. Well, you dress that off of the known. And training for life, you know, you can guys say, like, "Well, I'm 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 training for when I'm on my deathbed." Yeah, that's wonderful. Like, yeah, break it down a little bit, you know. And and, well, and what is and what does that bit. look like? And what does that actually mean? It's not just something you. Um, yeah, I, I think back to like kind of what our original intention with today's podcast, the curiosity piece. If you like letting go a little bit of the grip of kind of what we talked about, like, well, what if I don't do this today, then what? And that becomes like this day after day sort of survival mentality. What if you were just curious about aligning, like about, about having a bigger breadth or width of a spectrum of your training like just that so how are you referring what are you saying well i'm saying like having a training cycle let's just say okay i'm going to train for the next four weeks four weeks whatever something that's like doable for someone i'm going to take the next four weeks and my training my curiosity is going to be around checking in with myself like how do i actually feel today and like maybe pulling back a little bit. I mean, these are all things like when we talk about application at ethos, like there's yeah. a lot of ways to apply, but just like pausing for a second, four weeks, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, lose gains. You're not gonna like, just, sure. just having a little, opening the door a little bit to like, cause I think most people in our experience, and we've had 15 years of experience of observing people in a CrossFit, most people have a very narrow experience of their fitness and exercise yeah. Yeah, yeah. like maybe just expanding that a little bit and by that it means taking into account like you know if you have if you're having kind of a tough time emotionally you're drained those things maybe just like let those in a little bit now if you never want we talk about this if you never want to work out if you're so afraid and you can't trust yourself that if you give yourself a break today you'll never go back that's also kind of like, well, what's that about? So I think there's a lot, um, you know, our hope for ethos is we, you know, we have a fair amount of people signed up currently for the December course, um, December 9th at Motown. I think it's a wonderful opportunity if you're a coach, if you're, you don't have to be a coach, you can apply this stuff to yourself, obviously, and 
and coaches should apply to themselves first, you know, regardless that you can really like show up on Monday with like this new lens through which you can look at coaching people through. Um, and we're pretty excited about that. So, yeah, I mean, what's neat is on the training bit, I started training for something, uh, whatever, two weeks ago, maybe. And this is going to be, it's a little bit of a kind of skunk work secret project right now, but it's a year out. Mm -hmm. So if you started to train for something and I've trained for stuff, like I was talking to Alex Mm -hmm. uh, about this over the weekend and like, yeah, you know, maybe we should talk more about like excelling physically in some very, very high stress high demand mm-hmm. like and like sharing the details of that and being like hey if you think that would be decent to do that like hey we can hook you up there but like train for a very very long time for a variety of different things mm-hmm. so if you were to start training for something now and you have one year until you do it whatever yeah. your event is let's just doesn't yeah. really matter that's going to be different than if you have six months. Sure. Well, what, so, so, so like you're not, it's okay. You know, and to your point, like, okay, why don't you do a, why don't you do a four week for the rest of this month, finish every workout knowing you could have gone harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just see what's that like. And just experience yeah. it because the experiencing of something new is yeah. also what opens up new doors yeah. and that's neuroplasticity. And it's not to say that you always, like we've done a couple workouts, so we're in our own little training experience right now where we're not necessarily choosing the workouts. Right. And yeah, I mean, almost every day I've been like, I don't know if I want to do that. Which is amazing. Yeah. And that, and that, not to say that every time you go work out, you should be in the, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it. You know, we have some agency in, in how we approach it as well, but it's cool to, it's normal to have some resistance, not the ability to just show up and like not go a hundred percent or your perception of like, I'm going to go until I can't go. Like it is challenging, but like that is challenging. Aren't we saying we want to expand our expand, like not reduce, but being expansive in our experiences. And I think just that perspective alone, being curious and expansive could really like broaden someone's abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the acceptance of that. Right. That's one of the biggest things too. How do you work on acceptance? Yeah. We talk about that too. Yeah. But like, and I, and, and, and this comes up in certainly in a clinical setting. I mean, there's an entire freaking. modality acceptance Mm -hmm. and commitment therapy which is sort of a branch of cbt which you know whatever different strokes are different folks but like how do you work on acceptance and and i can i know it right now there's a lot of people being like fuck that like the eye roll thing like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. okay that's just an excuse no 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 not at all not at all and when it comes to oh go learn experience something new don't explain to me something you think you already know. Mm-hmm. Go experience something yeah. you don't. Yeah. And um, and that's what I think is really neat. And that's where I think 
for coaches who have been in this for a while. Yes. It's like, what else is there? Yeah. You know, and, and if, if nothing else for your own curiosity, for your own interest, for yeah. your own vigor and not people, you know, nobody, I think wants to, nobody wants to do things because they're forced to do it over time. Now, again, mm -hmm. of course, that can build resilience and blah, blah, blah. But like that vigor mm -hmm. for living, when that's absent. Yeah. And like, like that's bland and shitty. Yeah. And as a coach, because you do invest so much energy and time, and let's be honest, you don't get paid a lot. Yeah, you got to keep that fire burning. You need to receive burning, that. Yeah. yeah, you need yeah. to feel that and receive that. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so we have multiple locations. I mean, December 9th is in New Jersey. We have one out at CrossFit Tuber uh, at the Charlesworths affiliate in Michigan in January. And then we have one down at CrossFit Mile Zero in Key West um, in yeah. February. Uh, looking to go a couple other places, but... You know, for now, those are there, and um, we're we're looking forward to doing it. Cool.